Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This is the broadcast for September the 19th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our one of two and our goal always, to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to do so using the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. After all, it is the blueprint for liberty. We're also interested in using the checks and balances that have made America great to make America great again. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. We are not live Saturday. We took the day off. Uh, some internal family issues at hand for several of us. So that was wonderful. Got a little bit of a break. But Friday's news, of course, we had on Dr. Scott Bradley with us then. And we talked about the Biden administration is still peddling the clear lie that the border is secure. Sanctuary cities are in a state of emergency now. Over the flood of illegal aliens in the country, there's over 5 million illegals that have come into the country since Biden took the helm. They still try to claim it's not really an issue, but yet the Democrats are in an obvious quandary. We'll talk about that as the broadcast unfolds because it blew up over the weekend a big time with more and more information coming out about it. We also talked about what is Title 42, why is Biden planning to end it, Deseret News, ending Title 42 would be disaster. Uh, Title 42 is implemented under the Trump administration, and it allows U.S. Border Patrol agents and U.S. Custom and Border Protection officers to immediately expel migrants and not give them the chance to declare asylum. Uh, anyway, that uh, could be huge relating thereto. Good news, believe it or not, Glenn Beck withdraws his support for a con-con. He rejects an Article 5 convention now. Good for Glenn. He's come to a census on this topic. We also talked about you should watch two great films for Constitution Day, which was two days ago, Saturday, September 17th. We talked about a more perfect union and miracles in God we trust. Miraclesingodwetrust.com. Both of those are available there. Um, we also talked about the Fauci facade with Dr. Scott Bradley. We talked about Senator Rand Paul demands the truth from Fauci. Boy, howdy, would it be nice to get the truth from Fauci for once, huh? Senator Ron Johnson also highlighted this COVID situation. Biden lied to Americans about the COVID vaccines. He said you wouldn't die. You wouldn't go to the hospital if you took the co-co-vax. But that was a lie. We're learning that, you know what? People who took the vax, they have a greater chance of going to the hospital and dying now. In a Senate hearing with Ron Johnson quizzing down the social media executives, they were speechless when they were asked if they should censor President Joe Biden for his lies. Yeah, when he said people won't go to the hospital or die if they take the vaccinations, Ron was literally citing data on the screen from England that 63.5% of the folks that took the COVID vaccine, fully vaccinated, in other words, they were the ones going to the hospital. Ron Johnson continued and said, quote, who do you think you are when you censor, intim- in- or, I'm sorry, when you censor eminently qualified doctors who have the courage and the integrity to 
treat these COVID patients? Who are you to censor them? Have you ever labeled the President of the United States and his comments as misinformation? Johnson asked. They said nothing. An analysis of the Pfizer and the Moderna vaccines and the trials are in medical journals and really British government data, all these different now saying, look, if you've taken the vaccines, your chances of going to the hospital or dying has increased dramatically. The evidence is there. In fact, it's so bad that U.S. Navy now has even quietly removed this order number 12, which basically says if you claim a religious exemption so you don't want to be vaccinated, they used to say that won't work. Now they've removed that clause. They didn't tell anybody they removed it. They just removed it. We're seeing more and more evidence to this, ladies and gentlemen. We also talked about this Senator Maisie, or I'm sorry, Maisie Hirono. Uh, she's the first uh, Asian congresswoman, et cetera. She's from Hawaii. She literally called for violence against pro-lifers. Shame on her for that. San Francisco, California residents are also preparing to leave. Two-thirds of respondents say the city has gone downhill since when they first moved there, and most of them are likely to leave the city. The uh, young adults are the most likely to leave. Wow. Homeless is ranked as the top problem for respondents. It's out of control there, folks. It just is. That's a recap of the broadcast that took place on Friday. The reason I spend time on it now is because... After all the discussions we've had on vaccinations and COVID uh, and everything else, now Joe Biden says, hey, the COVID pandemic is over. Now I got a question. Is it over just because Joe says so? Is Joe the preeminent educated determiner single-handedly of this reality as they celebrate the queen? Do we have a king in America? Sadly, it seems like we are treating him as such. Welcome to the broadcast. Dr. Scott Bradley's with me. Freedomsrisingsun.com is his website. Doctor, welcome back, sir. Well, thank you. It's, uh, it's always great to start the week with uh, someone that wants to expose truth and uh, kind of get a little bit of sanity back in this nation. Unfortunately, uh, they're throwing so much insanity <laughs> against the walls, it's hard to scrape it all off for the time we have every time we get together. Uh, Biden says the pandemic's over, doctor. I mean, where does he get the authority to make a claim like that, number one? And number two, are we just treating him like a king? I mean, well, I don't get it. Uh, when, when did he have any authority to do whatever he did and uh, what Trump did? You know, the last two and a half years, we have, uh, and it's been a lot longer than that. We, we, for a long time, have been treating those that are president as though they're an elected monarch, and nothing could be farther from the truth. We can cite just absolutely word for word the United States Constitution. You read Article 2 and you can find the limited power that's delegated to the president. And uh, the president is relegated, if you will, to working within the limits and bounds established by the Constitution. His declarations don't mean diddly squat, and they should they should have credibility. Now I submit they to should. you that we never had a pandemic in the first place. How well, is I think you're how right. is how is Biden's claim that it's over more valid than my claim that it never was a pandemic in the first place? It was an absolute lie. Well, yours is based on fact. Theirs is based upon a political agenda. And, and I will remind everyone that it didn't start with Biden. It was promulgated powerfully. We te- 
took leaps and bounds over the Constitution to do things like Operation Warp Speed and this thing of shutting things down, the mandates, the masks, the uh, efforts to destroy the economy, the seizures of portions of our in industry in order to create more ventilators. By the way, ventilators are the protocol that almost always ends in death. Along with remdesivir, they probably can be attributed to at least half the deaths. And in and fact, let me go further than that, Dr. Bradley. Not only uh, does it often end in death, but I believe it's a protocol made to induce death. No it really question. is. There's no way I, you can say that's a life-saving effort. It just doesn't work a lot of the time. It ends in death more than it does not. The well, odds are that it's a death-intended protocol, doctor. I, I agree. Uh, having been down the path personally and seen these things firsthand and, and interacted with so many people in the last two and a half years, uh, very often the very act of beginning to intubate a person with this protocol. That means we're just we're just starting to put the tubes in your mouth. It kills them. They don't get past that initial stage. And then the longer you're on the vent, the longer you're going to. In fact, I knew of, there's, there's a, a, a nurse that was working in New York that talks about every one of their patients that were ventilated through that, uh, you know, through their mouth with the tubes. Everyone died except for one. He was not totally sedated somehow had the presence of mind to pull the tubes out of himself, and he walked out of the hospital. This is the kind of thing where I, every step of the way has been a protocol of death, and uh, legislatures and, and uh, executives and everybody all along the line have played the protocol that, oh, ain't it awful, we're all going to die, we've got to be scared, let's just throw every, all reason, logic, and intelligence under the bus and let's go forward. In fact, we had, I believe, that when the truth's finally known, we probably had more deaths by suicide during this fake episode uh, because of the despair that came in. I could not believe. I, I'm appalled. Particularly young people, particularly young girls, teenage girls, became so uh, immersed in despair. Uh, we can't get through this thing. It's going to be terrible. The isolation, oh, then we had abuse in homes, we had drug, we had alcohol, we had sexual, we had physical abuse. We had people lose their jobs, their careers, their businesses. We completely tanked this nation. And some c countries were even worse. You know, you look at the Wicked Witch of the South Pacific, the uh, premier, or prime minister, I guess they call her, in New Zealand. Holy Hannah. And I Australia mean, was about insane, tyrants. too. Say again? Australia was insane, too. Oh, yeah. There's no question. that Countries all over the world. But, but here's the deal. There's no demonstrable evidence that what they did positively affected anything. And, and here's what I've been saying in recent months, and, and I, don't, I can't scientifically prove this statement, but I personally believe that the level of, of uh, incidence of this so-called disease is is about where it would have been had we done nothing two and a half years ago and let it run its course. And Amen to that. Hang tight. Dr. Bradley with us. Liberty Roundtable Live. 
There has been no evidence of widespread voter fraud. The 2020 elections were one of the most corrupt in history. See the proof for yourself. We tracked 2,000 mules making multiple ballot drops. 2,000 mules, the shocking new movie from Dinesh D'Souza. One mule made 53 trips to 20 drop boxes. 2,000 mules. Join the special virtual premiere and Q&A on May 7th. Get your tickets now. Available only at 2000mules.com. 2000mules.com. Sponsored by Salem Media Group. Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the line of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Back with you live, Dr. Scott Bradley riding shotgun on the broadcast today. FreedomsRisingSun.com to check out his weekly webinars, his collegiate series to preserve the nation, and a whole lot more at FreedomsRisingSun.com. But Dr. Bradley, Ron Johnson literally schooled Congress and schooled the media and said, look, Joe Biden lied about the COVID vaccine. He literally said people wouldn't die, people wouldn't go to the hospital, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and look, we know that's the truth now. That's not even really being debated. When we bring this up, all we're met with is silence because they know that it's true. And then at the end of Ron Johnson's claims, he said, look, many people have died. You guys have blood on your hands. A lot of people died who shouldn't have related to this. So the evidence is coming out. Americans are learning the truth. But now there's an interesting, I don't know what you call it, narrative being pushed out across the country and real Clear politics has it along with almost every other news service. And here's the headline. School closures have failed America's children. Now, this is a lie again. School closures did not fail America's children. Uh, the closing of schools is an act. Schools that got closed were acted upon. Schools didn't do any action at all. Schools didn't close themselves. It's kind of like saying that a gun just shot somebody. Guns don't shoot people. People shoot people. Schools don't close themselves. People close schools. So when they uh, write this headline, they're admitting a truth, but they're trying to now not take blame. School closures have failed America's children. No, the government mandates 
to close schools and the keeping schools closed by government, primarily Joe Biden and governors all across the country, literally taking power under themselves that they do not have is the problem. And now they're trying to act like, look, there's things to be there's things to be um, acted upon. Right. And there's things to act. People acted, the schools were acted upon, and they were closed. The people, the individuals who overreached their authority, who violated the law, they're responsible. But now they're trying to write this into history without taking the blame, doctor. This is all over the news right now. Wow, all these schools that closed themselves really failed the children there. Ooh, they're lying again, but they're admitting a fundamental truth. That they created this crisis, Doctor. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I can think most people understand that the school doors closed and locked themselves. Nobody had a key. You couldn't go back in. I mean, they're using euphemistic terms in order to uh, shade this and make it appear as though there is no guilt. Those that hold and have held authority in this nation, in our state, and in our communities are complicit and they're guilty of all of this stuff. You know, you mentioned about the fact, and uh, Johnson, Senator Johnson was <coughs> making the point that many, many, many people died that didn't have to. Well, you know what? Sometimes the living kind of envy the dead. Uh, there are a lot of people that will be so debilitated the rest of their lives because of the actions that have taken. So many people, I mean, well, some people take their lives and some people are just broken the rest of their lives. But but everything from the actions they take that or took that destroyed uh, the economy and individual businesses, maybe generational businesses that have been destroyed, these the people don't know what to do. I mean, if you had an Italian restaurant in New York, what are you going to do? The fact of the matter is that uh, that all of these actions really had such a destructive effect. And and I think about these things like these autoimmune diseases that they're having, these these uh, heart problems that are having, these strokes that have been had that limit your ability even to walk or talk or move about. All of these things, I I think about. This is I'll try and be as brief as I can. But a uh, a good friend of mine, his brother died in the Tet Offensive. He was Vietnamese. This was 1968. He died in Hue. Probably more details than you need already. At any rate, after uh, uh, my good friend was on one of the last aircraft that left Saigon, 1975, when it fell. He brought his wife and two little girls out. It's, uh, it was a miracle. At any rate, this brother that died has been, was always on his family's mind, but they didn't talk about it. And uh, the communists censored everything that came out of their country for years. One day, my friend Dow got a letter from his sister that said, our brother, named the brother, is so fortunate to be where he is. He is so well off. We are so happy for him, blah, blah, blah. Well, the communist censors let it through. The code words were understood by all family members. Our brother that died in 1968 is better than we are, better off than we are as we go through our re-education camps. And again, their family had assisted the uh, U.S. war effort there, so they were particularly put upon. But the point of the matter is, it came to be understood, the living envied the dead. And I think in America today, there are many who are worse off than those that died. The died get to go home to heaven. 
Uh, they go home to the God that gave them life. And, and I think it's a pretty good place. And the fact of the matter is that some of the people that foisted it are going to the place that's not so pleasant. Because you've got them, the, the ones that actually facilitated the destruction of this nation, and indeed much of the world, are walking around as elites nowadays, calling the shots, continuing to do so, whether it's the World Economic Forum or presidents or premiers or whomever. And uh, they are trying to deflect blame for all of this when they were the ones that carried it out. It's like, holy cow. And, and I think the more time goes by, the more evidence will be not just dribble out and sneak out. I think it will come out in heaps and bounds about how destructive, how stupid, how completely unnecessary. Just big grasp for power is what it has boiled down to, and I think that will come out more and more and more. I think, Sam, you're going to see more often uh, these euphemistic terms used you know, for the people, you know, the Fauci's of the world and the, the, uh, all the CDC, the NIH, the, the World Health Organization, presidents, governors, senators, congressmen, uh, mental health, uh, people that, that are in our public health departments. People are, we need to point fingers and say, no, no, there's a name that's associated with this. This person did that. And personally, I think uh, that our governors, the one we previously had and the one we currently have should be impeached and removed from office if they're not already out because they so overstretched everything. I think all across the nation. There's no question. I think that we need to point at, at individuals and groups, but I want to take issue with the whole narrative uh, that school closures have failed America's children. Uh, you know what? Schools didn't do anything, first of all. The politicians and bureaucrats and professional do-gooders uh, and I don't even know that they've been elected anymore, so I don't even want to say elected officials because with election fraud and everything else, who knows if they were elected or if by fraud did they gain their posts. Uh, but I digress a little bit. I want to just talk about this. You know, parents, you're responsible for your children. God gave you children. They didn't give government schools children, and they didn't give bureaucrats and professional do-gooders appointed, elected, uh, you know, gaining their posts by fraud. None of these leaders are people that we consider leaders today. Um we shouldn't consider them leaders, first of all. Secondly, we can't blame our children's education uh, and the failure thereof on these people. To me, look, we have learned a little bit about these leaders. <clears throat> when the going gets tough, they fail. Got it? But look, the Communist Manifesto is what really promotes education for all by compulsion, by force. All right? So when you look at the Constitution, there's no educational clause at the general government level by any means. There's no authority. There's no express consent or express consent given. There's no delegation of authority or anything. So government schools don't have any place in the United States of America, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, they have every place in a communist nation, though. It's the 10th plank of the Communist Manifesto. And so, look, they've been betraying you and indoctrinating your children. This failure, supposed, whatever we want to call it, is a wake-up call, or at least should be a wake-up call to all people everywhere. The communist system has failed you like it always will. The dereliction of duty by these bureaucrats and professional do-gooders is on full display. The reality is the only way your children will not be indoctrinated, the only way they'll truly be educated, the only way they'll truly learn to think and be self, um, 
capable leaders themselves is if they're taught to think, if they're taught principles of freedom and liberty. They are taught about God's law, about family, about the proper role of limited government country, if you will. And so this, to me, should serve as a wake-up call. Rather than playing the blame game and pointing fingers, you should look right in the mirror, my fellow parents, and say, hey, by golly, yeah, maybe they failed us, but I should have, uh, you know what, been at the helm a lot earlier than I am, but I'm going to take this opportunity. So this is a golden opportunity for we, the people, to take back education from those who would destroy our children's minds, hearts, beliefs, moral compass, and more. We'll talk about it in seconds with Dr. Bradley on your radio. Pursuing Liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. A bus crash caused by heavy rains in Costa Rica left nine people dead on Saturday night. Heavy rains across the country caused a big landslide in the west of the country, about 45 miles from the capital of San Jose. A non-citizen green card holder in Manhattan, New York, may have been illegally voting in city elections for the past 13 years. The New York Post is reporting a whistleblower has given them the information. 63-year-old Abdullah Raham Kargbo, first registered to vote in November of 2005 as a Democrat and marked his application as a non-resident. Despite that, the New York Elections Board has allowed him to vote every election since. A business owner near the U.S. southern border in Eagle Pass, Texas, says she was forced to sell her family barbecue and honky-tonk and sell her livestock after the venue was broken into on five separate occasions since February. Selena Price on Fox News says that she's lost all sense of security with the invasion from Mexico. My fence line was destroyed. I had to, I was forced because I couldn't maintain my fences quick enough to sell my, my cattle and my horses because they were being damaged every other day. Vice President Kamala Harris and the Biden administration continue to think the border is secure. President Biden, attending the Queen's funeral Monday, offered condolences on the passing of the Queen, saying her loss leaves a giant hole. A judge is set to hear arguments on whether Hillsborough State Attorney Andrew Warren should be reinstated following his suspension by Governor Ron DeSantis. Warren was suspended last month after he said he would not enforce any laws regarding abortions. For more information, visit us online at usaradio.com. We are USA Radio News. Do you have three ex-wives and your current trophy wife wants a life insurance policy three times the size of the policies you had to purchase for your previous mistakes? If so, you need to call Big Lou at Term Provider, 800-568-2790. Big Lou is intimately familiar with your problems. And if you're 50 or 60 years old and in reasonably good health, a $1 million policy should only cost about 100 to $200 per month. Big Lou may have a solution for your previous policies as well. You may even save enough money to lighten the load on your new $1 million policy. Remember, call Big Lou. He's like you, except he's only on number two. 
Call Term Provider at 800-568-2790. That's 800-568-2790. For a million dollars in term life insurance that you can live with, call Big Lou at 800-568-2790. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman on your radio. So school closures have failed America's children is the headline for the mainstream press. It's an absolute blatant in-your-face lie, ladies and gentlemen. Politicians and bureaucrats reaching beyond their delegated authority, violating the law. Not only through school closures have uh, literally harmed and failed America's children, but the commonest schools in the first place where they indoctrinate you with common core, where they indoctrinate your children with lies of communism and socialism, downing America, promoting uh, alternative groupthink ideas that are deceptive, to say the least, teaching your children about perverted sexual deviancy, uh, about that there's no reality to God, there's no true two genders, male and female created them, that's all. Okay, all this stuff, race theory, propaganda, all... Folks, this is an opportunity for you to understand what's going on. Biden and company are intentionally destroying America and your schools. Did you know you can educate your own children? So, Dr. Bradley, to me, this is a clarion call to educate our own children, to teach our children to think for themselves, to jettison the indoctrination camps. This is a a clue. Look, they've destroyed your kids for decades, and now... When we realize that it's happened, they then want to place the blame on some inanimate object. Oh, my gosh, the school closures did it. Wow, it's horrible. Oh, by golly, give us more money. We'll fix it. We promise. Okay, they're just going from lie to lie to lie as fast as they can run. The truth is this is an opportunity if we seize the day, doctor. Well, Chapter 11 of my book, To Preserve the Nation, discusses extensively the – I do a compare and contrast. I look at the original – intent of how education occurred in this nation, how it's been perverted over the years with the inclusion of the humanist religion as our de facto religion in violation of the First Amendment because it has become a state religion supported by taxpayer dollars. Um, We we look at that uh, expansively. I mean, there isn't time to cover everything. Uh, I'll just make a couple of quick points, if that's okay. Get get it and read it. I mean, just understand. Don't let any government participate in the education of your children. I said it really slowly. People need to listen. If you have an offer from your state, oh, let us help you. We will put your child online so we can indoctrinate them in your home. This is absolutely absurd. Well, well let me just, uh, I'll just, I don't know. I'll make a point or two, and then hopefully they'll come together. Uh, who would allow a rattlesnake to live in their child's crib or their nursery? Who would invite uh, John Wayne Gacy or uh, Ted Bundy to be the prom king? And uh, that is, in essence, what we are doing. We are poisoning the well every turn we go with these kinds of things. Um, Joe Biden, education czar under the Biden administration. You probably saw this, Sam. I don't know. But the... The idea that she says, oh, no, we don't ban books in America. So she wants her child to have a rattlesnake in its nursery and in its, uh, in its crib. And John Wayne Gacy and, and Ted Bundy to be uh, the prom kings. 
She wants to bring things into the children's grasp that are absolutely diabolically destructive, not just in day-to-day -day life, but in eternal life. Uh, you're standing before your maker can be put in danger because of the pornography she wants to have available in the school systems for kids to grasp and immerse themselves and become sullied by. Clear back in 1887, a guy by the name of Dr. A. a. Hodge, he was a theologian uh, that was uh, out of, uh, I think it was out of Yale. Anyway, he, he wrote uh, just a little quotation I think applies. We're, we're seeing the lowest common denominator come into effect in America through the education system. We are straining at gnats and swallowing camels. But here's what he said. You know, we're talking 135 years ago. It is capable of exact demonstration that if every party in the state has the right of excluding from public schools whatever he does not believe to be true, then he that believes most must give way to him that believes least, and then he that believes least must give way to him that believes absolutely nothing. No matter how small a minority the atheists or agnostics may be, it is self-evident that on this scheme, if it is consistently and persistently carried out, in all parts of the country, the United States system of national popular education will be the most efficient and widespread instrument of the propagation of atheism which the world has ever seen. My friends, I think we are in that world today. We have completely debauched what was the best education system in the world long before John Dewey polluted it with his humanist perspectives and his humanist manifestos Get them and read them. They're little pamphlets, one, two, and three. There's three manifestos out there. If you can't see that as the basis of your education system today, you are not a thinking human being. Your brain damage has been more complete because of the oxygen deprivation than we can possibly measure. In America today, we have accepted the lowest common denominator, and Joe Biden, this czar of the education system, is promoting the idea that, oh, you know what, it's probably okay if we give our kids. I mean, and it's not just the pornography of, of uh, five decades ago. It's pornography that is twisted and perverse in almost every way beyond any put. In fact, I doubt most of your listeners could even conceive in their minds how perverse it's become. And and we, we are educating the children. It's like this uh, drag queen... Uh, strip show that they did down in Provo, Utah, right by BYU with the complicity of not only the, the city but the uh, school and everything else where, where these guys in drag were parading and prancing and, and, uh, and on stage uh, with little tiny kids uh, on the edge of the stage. And, and this kind of stuff has become so acceptable in society that even the first lady, who should be, I think, kind of a a model for how life ought to be lived, perhaps, but like maybe this has been the way it's been in their family. Maybe perverse things with children. I don't know. Who knows? But but no, get your kids out of school for crying out loud. Educate them. They're your charge. They're your stewardship. Become their good shepherd. I mean, holy cow! I cannot believe I uh, and and many people that say, oh, I homeschool. No, no, no. They turn their computer on. They let the state educate their child on the computer, in their bedroom, and uh, they get indoctrinated just as much as the kids that are in class. And I, I feel so badly about it. It is so 
sad to think these innocent. Uh, look at their eyes. They get your little child. They're looking to you. They trust you. You're their mentor. I'll just make note of the fact that Montesquieu said that uh, if a nation's women lose their virtue, the nation will lose its constitution. And uh, that's a truism. The people that are raising the kids, you know, the Jill Bidens, that want to put pornography on your kids' plate every morning, whatever. I mean, that, that's, that's disgusting. Be your Ladies kids and gentlemen, savior. it's very clear Biden and company are intentionally destroying America. Okay? Did you know you could educate your own children? If you don't know that by now, I, I, man, I don't know how to help you. But look, to preserve the nation in the traditions of the Founding Fathers, that is Scott and Bradley's book and collegiate series with DVD lectures, workbooks, and a whole lot more. It's a homeschool curriculum like no other. And in Chapter 11, it says of education and freedom. Look, education and liberty are extricably connected. You cannot separate the two. Okay, you can't be saved faster than you have knowledge is another way to put it. But understand, folks, they are trying to destroy this nation. They are trying to create a civil war. And their way out of this after they destroyed, you know, the schools. Hey, you know what? The school closures, you know, is, is bad for kids. Well, no doubt about it. But look, I said don't close school in the first place. Okay, we were on the radio and I said, look, this pandemic uh, is not a pandemic. It's a lie. And they lied to you. And now Joe says the pandemic's over. Yeah, Biden says pandemic's over. You don't believe me? Go look at CBS News. Okay, they, they're highlighting this is a, a big old triumph from Joe now. Okay, but they've lied to you on so many fronts from education to the economy. They looked, they closed all these businesses and they disrupted the supply chain so severely that then the second they opened up the supply chain, you know what? These companies bought way too much product in a panic. Now the stocks are over, or the, the shelves are overstocked. And so now you're seeing this seesaw back and forth. Too much product, not enough product, too much product, not enough product. And then interest rates and inflation are taking their evil toll. And then what they'll say is, you know, hey, the pandemic caused this. That's a lie again. The pandemic didn't cause anything. Their actions are what are causing the problem. Now, on MSNBC's uh, The Cross Connection, Tiffany Cross is the host over there. She had on New York congressman, a guy by the name of Jamal Bowman. The guy's a nutcase. He's calling for flat-out civil war in America. But he blames it on the Republicans. You'll hear the details, and we'll talk about this in seconds as well. Be educated and don't fall for the lie, my fellow Americans. This is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live on your radio. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. 
Decades after Jimmy Carter, Joe Biden picked up where he left off. With America surrendering to terrorists, Biden's foolish spending is causing inflation, which means more pain at the pump, higher prices on groceries, devaluing your retirement savings when you need it most. Once was a mistake, twice is a disaster. America needs strong leaders, not weak ones. Save America JFC is responsible for the content of this advertising. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements, too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. It's going to take more than the power of love to save us, ladies and gentlemen. You've got to have obedience to Almighty God, the author of your liberty, if you want to really be free. Did you know you can educate your own children? Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Look, they're trying to destroy this country. It's evident in everything they do. Biden and company are taking your freedoms, and he thinks you're going to need an F-15 to fight back. <laughs> this is crazy. This is Joe. The guy that's supposed to be the uniter. Literally saying you got to have an F-15 to fight back, you patriots. Shame on Biden for this. But there's a New York congressman by the name of Jamal Bowman. He's a male member of the squad, which is very interesting indeed. But he explained what Americans can expect if, quote, Republicans pick up seats and retake Congress this November. He's talking Civil War, folks, and blaming it on the Republicans. But that's what they're pushing for. Here's the interview. We got to understand that this is a group that has been radicalized and have been pushing for violence and pushing for even civil war. So that is what's at stake right now in terms of this election. Our democracy is hanging by a thread and black and brown people, our lives are in the balance if these people come back into power. All right, this guy's literally calling for civil war. He's blaming it on the Republicans, but he says our democracy is hanging by a threat. You know what, Jamal? I don't know how you swear an oath to the supreme law of the land. Um, we don't have a democracy, my friend. We have a constitutional republic, a representative republic. Yes, there's democratic principles involved, but the founders warned against a pure democracy. Okay, so you don't even know what you're talking about, first of all. Secondly, though, when have I called for a civil war? When have I pushed for any violence whatsoever? Now, if you look at Sam Bushman, well-known talk show host, on the airwaves longer than most of these people uh, have even been alive, a lot of the news babes and everything else. Uh, but I have never advocated for violence. I have never advocated for uh, destruction of anything or an overthrow of anything. I talk restoration, not revolution. 
Uh, we talk about God, family, and country. We talk about honest and moral elections. We Okay, I go on and on. And this guy is absolutely lying about who I am and who we are. Okay? I'm not a Republican, but I'm an American. And to divide and create demonized groups uh, is part of our downfalls, part of the Communist Manifesto, to just pit everyone against everyone. And through the chaos, they gain control. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this guy, Joe Biden, all these people, they are off their rockers. They're off their rock crazy. Uh, Dr. Bradley, I want to respond to this because I've been on the radio 25 years. You're a well-known patriot, author, syndicated talk show host in the past, ran for several offices. Well, used to be a Republican until you saw the, uh, you know, evil within the Republican Party, etc. But they want somehow the American people to believe that you and I are leading this a violent revolution, overthrow, civil war idea. It couldn't be further from the truth, doctor. Well, it's really a marketing spin. I mean, they can polarize and they do methodology. They use that methodology every opportunity they could. Again, that we talk so often about the polarization that the Marxist uh, manifesto advocates. If, if they can pit one group against another, and, and they are very expert at it we're we're so easily uh, enticed into that uh, advocacy men against women labor against management socioeconomic groups religion against religion race against race gender against gender now holy cow they they invent things you know they're to to cause this stir and and i think right now that you're going to see more of that actually between now and november because and I've been watching this around the country as I've talked to different people in different states, that um, the way they're spinning this is to, to make it seem like the people that are asking for a restoration of the original principles this nation was founded on, oh, they're just, just, oh, they're just too radical. They're, they're, they're just too inflexible. They don't understand that we need to reach out to everybody and accept and tolerate all views. And I mean, so they're trying to be this temperate condition you know, a lot of people, a lot of Americans, good and caring Americans, are sick and tired of the acrimony. They're sick and tired of the hatred, the the venom, the this the spewing of of uh, just things that are hurtful about all the time. And so they they're they're kind of reading it. We we got to sound like we're the moderate voice here. We're the voice that's going to bring reason back into this. So I think that you're going to see more of this between now and November. Um, if if Americans are totally sucker punched by this thing and get sucked in on it and and fall for it, it uh, heaven help us. But uh, I I hope and pray that most are able to see the real restoration that needs to happen is the original intent. I've told the story lots of times that when you get lost, how you find your way back to your, your where you're supposed to be on the trail, and it has to be looking to to the back trail, and and to evaluating your resource we have so much to help us understand what's right we have 235 years of this constitution that was signed 235 years ago last saturday and um, here's proof that americans are getting sick of it ladies and gentlemen voter challenges records requests now swamp election offices this is mainstream press ksl radio reporting this so Americans are sick of it. They want the truth on election fraud. So there's voter challenges and record requests. 
until um, the cows come home. So while they try to tell you that they're the peaceful, reasonable folks, they're committing election fraud. Americans are catching them at it. They're trying to deny it, but more and more will come out. It's kind of like COVID. We told the truth in the beginning. Now we're vindicated and correct, and their lies are being exposed. Same thing will happen with election fraud, ladies and gentlemen. But now Denver uh, is going from the frying pan into the fire. Denver now is giving $12,000 in no strings attached cash to the homeless. Okay, you know, California is off the rails on this, and now Denver, Colorado, off the rails, giving these people $12,000 cash as if that will somehow solve the problem, doctor. What? Everything we do is a wrongheaded answer. You get what you subsidize. You get more of what you subsidize, literally. You know what? I, when you said that, I thought, you know what? I ought to maybe go over to Denver and spend a little bit of time walking the streets if they'll hand me cash. I mean, holy cow. I mean, I could use a $12,000 infusion. I mean, it's just absolutely insane. You get more of what you subsidize. And, and we got subsidization of the COVID mentality. They sent billions, hundreds of billions of dollars from the federal government, we didn't have it, but we sent it out to the states and to businesses and to individuals. And what do we have? More people that are dependent upon government largesse. And, and so this is, this is, again, another indication of the insanity. But, you know, maybe I'll go over to Denver. I, you know, I could maybe spend a few weeks there and get a handout. I don't know. What do you think, Sam? Well, but, if you did uh, it for a whole month and got paid twelve grand. that would be a pretty good month, my friend. Yeah, you'd have a pretty good month. 144 but, but grand look, a year if you kind of calculate it, you know. But but looks what's happening. I mean, you know, I'm I'm joking of course people, so don't say I'm going to And if it's money. all cash, you don't have to pay any taxes either. It's under the table if you will. So, well, you know, you I got don't 12 know. Maybe grand without any taxes. They'll take it the taxes out when they hand it to you. Who knows what they're going to do? They're idiots. But but the point but the, of the matter I, is I highlight this though because look, this is what we always do. All we do is we take wrong-headed action. All right. If you want to help the homeless, there are ways that you can do it. Okay. And you teach people, you know what, correct principles. And most of the time they'll govern themselves. There are ways out of this. But on top of that, now the FBI seizes Mike Lindell's cell phone. Yeah. My pillow founder, Mike Lindell, got a cell phone seized. I'm sure many have heard that. But I just look at that and I go, so we're going to give 12 grand to some homeless guy. We're going to literally fly illegals to Martha's Vineyard. And then we're going to go ahead and give 12 grand out and then steal Mike Lindell's cell phone as if that's going to solve America's problems. There's only one way back, folks. Turn to God, family, and country. Turn to God rather than government. Understand family is divinely inspired by and the traditional God-ordained family is the key. And then when you look at country, the supreme law of the land. The Constitution is the preeminent guide, the blueprint for solutions and liberty. If we don't go back to those three fundamentals, nothing you do will matter. You know, Barack Obama, his psychotic ideas, Joe Biden literally giving drug vending machines out on the streets now. You can get drugs via vending machine. Okay, none of these solutions are going to work, doctor, none of them. They're just going to compound all problems. Well, and then their you... answer, government, every time. Well, that's what they tried to tell us, but but look at these places that they've tried to apply that mentality. Whether it's San Francisco, you talked about the migration out by those that can still contribute to society. You look at Seattle. You you look at where where whole states are going with New York and and uh, California and 
some of these other places. You look at the effort nowadays. There's a, a movement in Illinois to break off from Chicago. So there's, there's another state or kick them out. I don't know how they're going to end up doing it. But, but these failed formulas that they have done, everything you're talking about here, uh, the chickens are coming home to roost. We've, we have got uh, plain examples, uh, real world. They're as big as life in front of our eyes right now. And you say, oh, wait, wait, somebody tried that. It didn't work very good. No, oh, I saw them do that in Chicago. I saw them do that in L.A. or San Francisco or Seattle. We're, we should be able to say, wait, oh, we learn from the uh, mistakes of the past so we don't have to repeat them. I mean, th we could talk about that for hours. But what's happening is they're double down on this. We have buffoons like uh, these these people that are saying, oh, we just give us more chance. We'll figure out a way to fix this. And everything they've done has been an avalanche of failure up to this point. I mean, holy cow. Y you just can't. People have got to start thinking. And I, I really do believe there's a there's so many things that have caught brain damage in recent years, whether it's fluoride in the water or it's uh, masks that cut off uh, oxygen to the brains or, or whether it's the education system that's out there, the media system that's out there, the censorship that goes on. The people that sit at the head of the government are, are literally buffoons, I think. I mean, I... Or the lie making you believe do. things are free when they are not. Yeah, there's no free lunch. To, Kids back in the 1830s knew that, you know? Come on, people. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely absurd. There's a lot of hope in this country, but you can only have hope if you're looking towards real solutions. Hope turned into action is faith. Faith is an action word, and faith isn't just saying, oh, I hope somebody else solves my problems. Faith is believing that those problems can be solved and then getting up and going to work to bring it about. And God Almighty will make up for our, our lack of, um, you know, ability, if you will. If we do our best and trust in him for the rest, there is a great degree of grace that accompanies liberty. But we have an opportunity and a responsibility that go hand in hand when we talk about these solutions. You can't sit back and let somebody else do it. You can't pretend it's going to solve itself and just have hope without faith or without works that's dead. You've got an action-packed responsibility that goes along with your liberty, ladies and gentlemen. And we see both sides of that and encourage you to get involved in meaningful ways in the culture war. Turn to God Almighty. Jesus Christ and his atonement is real. I testify it's real, and it can apply to all of us, including nations. It's an individual discussion, but it can also be a national blessing and a protection to we, the people, if we turn to God, family, and country. For Dr. Scott Bradley, freedomsrisingsun.com, and Sam Bushman, libertyroundtable.com, lovingliberty.net, we declare we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore America, but you got to get involved, make it a great day, and choose the right. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk, radio Show. Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. 
Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt continues now. This is the broadcast for September the 19th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our 202 and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America, to reject revolution, to stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the broadcast. Lowell Nelson, campaignforliberty.org. RonPaulInstitute.org with me. Welcome back, Lowell. Good to be back, Sam. Good to be with you on this uh, Liberty Roundtable. What a what a show. You do such a great job. Well, thank you, sir. I sure appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, Ron Paul writes an incredible article, as he always does. <laughs> Listen to this. Europe commits suicide by sanctions. Wow, that's America, too. Sad to say, lol. Well, that's a, this is a classic case, Sam, of government intervention. Uh, it almost always hurts the people they intend to help. I mean, they say they intend to help somebody, but then whatever they do ends up hurting <clears throat> the people they intend to help. Well, in this case, it's even worse because <clears throat> the people who wanted to provide help to Ukraine, they are the ones suffering from the energy shortage and the food shortage. I just noticed that at the top of your hour news talking about the food shortages being caused by this war, this conflict with, uh, you know, between Ukraine and Russia. Well, what started that in the first place that they didn't say at, on the news uh, broadcast was, was that the sanctions that the, you, that the West imposed on Russia it has actually been the biggest cause of the problem. And, and so Ron talks about this, um, this big problem, this suicide by sanction, here in his column that he posted last week. And by the way, I also got an email from him um, uh, promoting his column, and I appreciate his doing so because he mentioned that the, the West, has, well, the United States actually, uh, have spent $54 billion in aid to Ukraine uh, compare, you know, just in the last six months, compared with the seven and a half billion that they spent on Afghanistan over five years. So you look at that. I mean, that's that's well over five. That's six, seven times as much money in six months to, to, for Ukraine aid than they spent in five years in Afghanistan. You know, it's it's plain to see that. They've got something to hide in in Ukraine. I don't know what it is or why that's such such an important thing, but they're they're cutting off the nose to spite the face because these. I'll tell you what it are, is. I'll tell you what it is. They got labs yeah? for eugenics going on, mm-hmm. labs to play with uh, viruses, labs to you know it's a big eugenics reality check there, uh, and so you know the problem is they got to protect those labs at all costs. Information came out about it. But not enough. It was a flash in the pan. It was debated heavily, but the truth is there. Russia doesn't want these uh, labs on their border. Uh, the Ukraine has been exploited by the United States, wrongfully so. They've got these eugenics labs. The government's big time in the eugenics. You know, Bill Gates and, and company for a long time, the highlight's been, hey, they want to create two classes of people. The rich that are kind of like a cyborg or something. They've got some kind of... Um, you know, high tech or big tech uh, connected to their brains and it, so that they can live forever. They wanted to monitor their health and do that so they can be this elite class of beautiful, 
uh, live forever kind of people. And then they want the rest of us dumbed down into kind of monkey status, so to speak. Now, you can mock me and laugh and say that's a conspiracy theory, but if you go study the eugenics movement, Hitler was onto this. He was just too vocal and too forceful and wanted it now, so they had to jettison and protect Hitler. They want you to believe he committed suicide or died or whatever. It isn't true. He escaped Argentina. If you don't believe me, the CIA even looked into that uh, more into the 60s to, to try to document some of this. It's all subterfuge. The bottom line is they've got the eugenics movement live and well, and the labs for a lot of that were in the Ukraine. Uh, and now it's all being exposed, and the government's trying to uh, you know, overcome it. But it's our meddling in every case. Look, even in Denver now, they're handing out $12,000, no strings attached, cash to the homeless. So you've got subsidy on the individual basis, but now you've got subsidy for whole nations. Europe's doing it. America's doing it. But it's literal suicide by sanctions. Ron Paul's right on this, folks. Uh, but this is what yeah. we see, Lowell. That that that's what's in the uh, Ukraine. Yeah, now, maybe more know, than just that, but we know that for a fact. You're right, Sam, and and we'll we'll get back to the call in just a second here. But another thing I, I watched over the weekend was a Rumble video that uh, documented all of the deaths, the heart failures going on around the world, you know, due to the vaccine. Uh, you know, to, to the mRNA vaccines, so-called vaccines, yeah, mRNA gene therapy injections, um, you know, and that's the outcome. The reason I mention that is because that's what these labs um, are producing. They're, they're, you know, some of what they're involved in is, is this mRNA investigation and research for the production of these vaccines, which I believe is intended to reduce the world population. And, and you see this graphically. I mean, it's a hard video to watch because they have just video after video of people who are just, like, dying. You know, a lady given a newscast and she tips over, or there's a person riding their bicycle down the street and they just tip over and go into convulsions. I mean, this is hard stuff to watch, but it, it struck me, Sam, that we are seeing what, uh, what, the, what the Lord uh, told us we would see in the last days that men's hearts would fail them. <clears throat> these are these are heart failures, right and left, probably brought on because of the the spike proteins and these uh, other foreign uh, objects that they put in these mRNA uh, gene therapy injections. So <clears throat> it's pretty serious, Sam. And and if that's what they're trying to cover up in Ukraine, <clears throat> then then it's very understandable why they're spending so much money, you know, in this effort. But but as we discussed, you know, a couple of weeks ago, that money doesn't actually go to Ukraine. This $54 billion, most of that has gone to um, armament manufacturers here in the U.S. Because when Congress passes a bill, an aid bill to Ukraine, it's earmarked for munitions and armaments, which only enriches the fat cats in in the U.S., doesn't go to Ukraine. That that money, it might be a sliver of it that goes over there, but most of it goes into the deep pockets of our armament manufacturers right here in the States. So um, anyway, we need to get back to, 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 to Ron's column. But um, and, and he focuses on this idea of sanctions as being an act of war, which, which I agree it is. He says this, he says, uh, while long promoted, often, those by, often by those opposed to war, as a less destructive alternative, sanctions are in reality acts of war. And as we know with interventionism and war, the result is often un- 
unintended consequences and even blowback. European sanctions, he, continuing, he writes, European sanctions against Russia over its invasion of Ukraine earlier this year will likely go down in history as a prime example of how sanctions can result in unintended consequences. While seeking to punish Russia by cutting off gas and oil imports, European Union politicians forgot that Europe is completely dependent on Russian energy supplies and that the only people to suffer if those imports are shut down are the Europeans themselves, end of quote. <laughs> well, it turns out, Sam, that Russia found buyers of gas and oil elsewhere, you know, not, not only Europe, but they found them in China and India and elsewhere. And uh, they've arranged uh, for the sale of those energy products in the Russian ruble, not the petrodollar. I, I think that's, that's very notable because, remember, you see, Russia is too big of an animal for the U.S. to, to, um, to force uh, the way we did Saddam Hussein in Iraq, the way we did uh, Gaddafi in, in Libya. I mean, we took them out because they... Uh, they were going to sell their oil in something other than the petrodollar. Well, now we've got Russia selling its energy, and they're doing it uh, with these unilateral agreements with um, uh, India and China in the ruble. They're not denominating those oil sales in dollars anymore. So we see right here, Sam, the breakdown of the petrodollar, and it's only going to get worse. You know, once one country starts dealing you know, selling energy in something other than the petrodollar, then it's really going to go downhill fast. I think for the for the petrodollar. So that's kind of an aside, but but um, I, I think that's what we're going to see. And uh, getting back to Ron's column, he says, in fact, Russia's state-run Gazprom Energy Company has reported that its profits have increased by 100% in the first half of this year. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, Russia is getting rich while Europeans are facing a freezing winter and economic collapse, all because of the false belief that sanctions are a cost-free way to force other countries to do what you want them to do. Yeah, think of it slightly differently, though. When we say a false belief, that's because we believe they're ignorant and that they're not doing this on purpose, that they're just deceived or somehow misguided. I take a different tactic, and when you take this tactic, everything comes into clear focus. Their goal is to destroy all Christian nations, all uh -huh. nations that believe in liberty to some degree. That's why Europe is in trouble. That's why America is and will be in trouble. Because, folks, they know full well what happens. They're doing this to manipulate nations. They're doing this to bring freedom-loving nations, freedom-loving people to their knees. This is not an accident, all right? The Ukraine is destroying evidence of U.S.-funded bioweapons programs. Europe is committing suicide by sanctions, but so is America. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about where science meets fiction, the dark history of eugenics. But it's all predictable. We'll tell you about it in seconds on your radio. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit. A battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth. 
to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com We at Freedom Factor have a passion for our shared American heritage and want to help restore some of that American pride by emphasizing the documents that made us Americans. Our goal is to put pocket constitutions into the hands of every American and in every school. This effort requires your help. Order your pocket constitutions and browse our website at freedomfactor.org to learn how you can help spread the message of freedom. Read it, know it, share it. Freedomfactor.org. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. I think that my family has always had a big influence on me for not smoking because since I was little, I was taught that smoking was wrong. Recent studies indicate that smoking among teens often leads to the use of alcohol and other drugs. I think having faith in God is a big part in it because the way I was raised has helped to avoid smoking. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org, RonPaulInstitute.org, riding shotgun on the broadcast today. We're talking about, ladies and gentlemen, the destruction of America, the destruction of all peoples who believe in liberty. Okay, Ukraine uh, in the mix. It's all a fake war designed to fleece the people. None of the actions are working if you think they're just mistaken. But understand they're working perfectly if you understand that's their agenda. This is all predictable, Lowell. I agree, Sam. They are putting tremendous pressure on the middle class um, throughout the world, not just here in the, in the in U.S., but uh, throughout Europe and, and anywhere you find a middle class. They are, and it's, it's going to get much, much worse than it is now. I mean, we think we're you know, in a pickle for paying higher prices, uh, I don't think we've seen anything yet. Um, and so, uh, you know, Ron writes, the way he writes the article, he's he's just trying to point out the stupidity of, of the politicians. And uh, he does a good job with this. I, I don't think he goes quite as far as you do with um, the real reason that they're doing it. Uh, but uh, I, I agree with you. The real reason they're doing it is because they want to destroy liberty. They want to eradicate freedom from the face of this planet. And I say and, this, uh, ladies and gentlemen, because, um, number one, I've studied, and I think there's a lot of evidence and proof to this. But think about it. If it was a mistake, it couldn't happen so consistently, so mm -hmm. relentlessly, so plottingly. In other words, every move moves us closer uh, to this agenda. And then when we say this is all predictable, well, if I can predict it, certainly so can they, right? I mean, how smart am I versus how smart are they? But this is all predictable, ladies and gentlemen. They know that sanctions kill. Sometimes they kill innocents in the country that's targeted for destruction. Other times it kills innocents in the country 
of imposing the uh, restrictions. The solution, Ron Paul points out, as always, is non-intervention, no sanctions, no color revolutions, no meddling. It's very simple, folks, and they know this. And that's why I say that this is intentional. If it was accidental, they could never march towards liberty with such, or towards tyranny, such uh, towards the uh, destruction of liberty so consistently over the last couple of hundred years, unless it was intentional. There's just no way the march could steadily go that way by accident or by miss, um, you know, by confusion, like golly, we don't know what we're doing, you know, Gomer Pyle idea. No, no, no. It's more like a Columbo idea. They're acting stupid, so you think it's by mistake. But we're relentlessly moving towards this. Everything. And even when we try to stop it or turn the tide, it doesn't change. There's no way over these last couple of hundred years, item after item after item, issue after issue, they have the blueprint for destruction. And they're absolutely applying it in your face. In fact, there's a related article on Ron Paul Institute that even highlights this further, Lowell. That's right. Uh, Washington is waging what amounts to its own form of economic terrorism on the Afghan people to punish the ruling Taliban for driving out U.S. occupation forces last year in a humiliating fashion. The U.N. reported last month that sanctions had contributed to the risk of more than a million Afghan children dying from starvation. There is nothing virtuous about the current economic sanctions on Russia either, any more than there is about the blackballing of Russian sports people and cultural icons. The sanctions that are not uh, the sanctions are not intended to push Putin to the negotiating table, as U.S. President Biden made clear in March. The West is planning a, for a long war, and he wants to see Putin removed from power. Rather, the goal has been to weaken his authority and, in some fantasy scenario, encourage his subordinates to turn on him. The West game plan, if it can be dignified with that term, is to force Putin to overextend Russian forces in Ukraine by flooding the battlefield with armaments and then watch his government collapse under the weight of popular discontent at home. But in practice, the reverse has been happening, just as it did throughout the 1990s when the West imposed sanctions on Iraq's Saddam Hussein. Putin's position has been bolstered as it will continue to be whether Russia is triumphing or losing on the battlefield. The West economic sanctions against Russia have been doubly foolish. They have reinforced Putin's message that the West seeks to destroy Russia, just as it previously did Iraq, Afghanistan, Libya, Syria, and Yemen. A strong man is all that stands between an independent Russia and servitude, Putin can plausibly argue. And at the same time, the sanctions have demonstrated to Russians how truly artful their leader is. Economic pressure from the West has largely backfired. Sanctions have barely made an impression on the value of the ruble, while Europe looks to be heading into recession as Putin turns off the gas spigot. It will doubtless not only be Russians quietly rejoicing at seeing the West get a dose of the medicine it so regularly force feeds others. End of quote. Um, I just summarize that to stand by saying that the operation, a modus operandi of the CIA for well over 50 years has been to uh, do these types of sanctions and cause discontent among us, uh, the population of the country that they have targeted. It's either waging economic warfare 
on a country that they target in order to break it down, to take out the liberty-loving leaders and, and, and replace them with communists and Marxists. And they've been largely successful in doing this decade after decade. They want to do this with Putin. They want to weaken him. And that's, you know, but, but it's not working. They, they know it's not working, but they continue to do it because they, they are strengthening the, the, uh, the Putin regime in Russia by doing so. And they're weakening the liberty-loving people in Europe and in the West. Just like you said, Sam, it's on purpose. They know exactly what they're doing. And I just fear that it's going to be a really cold, dark winter for a lot of people in Europe because the, of the sanctions uh, on Russia and because Putin retaliated by turning off the gas to the West. And, you know, Not to, to mention it's coming to a theater near us. Now, Jonathan Cook truly points to where the blame belongs to a great degree as well. Um, well, uh, you're talking about the article in Ron Paul Yeah, there's a related article on ronpaulinstitute.org. It's entitled, Europe, More Than Putin, Must Shoulder the Blame for the Energy Crisis in Europe. Jonathan Cook highlights this very well. And this is where the United States and Europe, they're participating in this. And that's why I say that it cannot be an accident when you see this over and over and over. You would think they would learn from their mistakes. They would learn that it backfires. But you know what? That's exactly what they want to happen. They want to reset the world. They want to reorganize the world order. They don't want liberty-loving countries at the top of the world's economic reality. They want to upset that order and lead with strongmen, lead with dictators, lead with those who will deny liberty to their citizens. I mean, Biden's just getting started. Biden literally says, Sam, if you think you're going to you know, defend America with your AR-15, no, you're going to need an F-15, buddy. Yeah, that's what literally Joe Biden said to patriots, folks. Yes, Biden and crew are intentionally destroying America. Get used to this reality. They're taking your freedom, and they think you're going to need an F-15 to fight back. And you got this on cross-connection with Tiffany Cross, this whacked-out congressman from New York named Jamal Bowman, who literally said, hey, Republicans are trying to push for a civil war. Well, he's using projection. They're trying to push for a civil war. Everything we have said has an effort of de-escalating this, of looking to say, look, let's avoid these foreign entanglements. Let's reject war and stand for peace. Let's follow the prince of peace. That's not a violent agenda. But yet they claim that somehow we are somehow interested in destroying the country that we're violent. That's nothing but projection. These people are doing this intentionally, and that's why Europe and the United States have much to blame uh, in this reality. Let's just look at home and talk about all the ways that our rights have been usurped. John and Nisha Whitehead write about this very reality. Now, they do it in a way that I wouldn't uh, articulate it in some ways, but they're right on on the points. Lol. Yeah, that's what I thought when I read their headline. <laughs> they said overthrow the government, but they, you know, if you read that, it sort of implies a violent overthrow, which is not what we're suggesting here on Liberty Roundtable. We're advocating a peaceful overthrow of the government. The ones who are doing this damage to the West, the ones imposing sanctions on innocents around the globe. That, those are the people we need to remove from their offices in the public sector. So the Whiteheads write about this, 
and uh, in in a way that's very specific. I, uh, stay tuned. You don't want to miss this, Sam. Liberty Roundtable Live, ladies and gentlemen, we have always advocated for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth, using the principles of God, family, and country to get there. Don't let them tell you any different. It's an absolute fabricated lie. We follow the Prince of Peace on this show. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. A bus crash caused by heavy rains in Costa Rica left nine people dead on Saturday night. Heavy rains across the country caused a big landslide in the west of the country, about 45 miles from the capital of San Jose. A non-citizen green card holder in Manhattan, New York, may have been illegally voting in city elections for the past 13 years. The New York Post is reporting a whistleblower has given them the information. 63-year-old Abdullah Raham Kargbo, first registered to vote in November of 2005 as a Democrat and marked his application as a non-resident. Despite that, the New York Elections Board has allowed him to vote every election since. A business owner near the U.S. southern border in Eagle Pass, Texas, says she was forced to sell her family barbecue and honky-tonk and sell her livestock after the venue was broken into on five separate occasions since February. Selena Price on Fox News says that she's lost all sense of security with the invasion from Mexico. My fence line was destroyed. I had to, I was forced because I couldn't maintain my fences quick enough to sell my, my cattle and my horses because they were being damaged every other day. Vice President Kamala Harris and the Biden administration continue to think the border is secure. President Biden, attending the Queen's funeral Monday, offered condolences on the passing of the Queen, saying her loss leaves a giant hole. A judge is set to hear arguments on whether Hillsborough State Attorney Andrew Warren should be reinstated following his suspension by Governor Ron DeSantis. Warren was suspended last month after he said he would not enforce any laws regarding abortions. For more information, visit us online at usaradio.com. We are USA Radio News. Do you have three ex-wives and your current trophy wife wants a life insurance policy three times the size of the policies you had to purchase for your previous mistakes? If so, you need to call Big Lou at Term Provider, 800-568-2790. Big Lou is intimately familiar with your problems. And if you're 50 or 60 years old and in reasonably good health, a $1 million policy should only cost about 100 to $200 per month. Big Lou may have a solution for your previous policies as well. You may even save enough money to lighten the load on your new $1 million policy. Remember, call Big Lou. He's like you, except he's only on number two. Call Term Provider at 800-568-2790. That's 800-568-2790. For a million dollars in term life insurance that you can live with, call Big Lou at 800-568-2790. Back with you live. So, Lowell Nelson with me, campaignforliberty.org, doing a phenomenal job as always on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. 
So, folks, look. All the rights, all the way our rights have been usurped. Written by John and Nisha Whitehead. Um, they are calling for, uh, like, an overthrow of the government, saying, look, they've gone too far. I agree the bureaucrats have gone too far. But I still advocate for there's a peaceful way to resolve this. Look, if you turn to God, he promises us biblically that he will heal our land and protect us. As if we repent and turn to God. There's always hope, ladies and gentlemen. And we don't want to be the aggressors. Okay, there's no advantage to that. Yes, we've got problems in America, but it's way better than being at war. People don't realize how evil war really is. They don't realize how <laughs> you think that war is going to be, you know, it's like a little teenager that wants to go to war and fight for America. Their intentions may be good, but their reality is skewed. They don't understand what they're asking for at all when they come back from war. They begin to kind of understand a whole different narrative, Lowell. But our rights are being usurped. There's no doubt about it. The Whiteheads are correct on that point. He talk, He takes the, the Bill of Rights, you know, the first ten amendments to the Constitution, and describes how they are being attacked. Uh, he says, the first, for example, the First Amendment, supposed to protect the freedom to speak your mind, assemble, and protest nonviolently without being bridled by the government. It also protects the freedom of the media, as well as the right to worship and pray without interference. In other words, Americans should not be silenced by the government. To the founders, all of America was a free speech zone. Despite these clear protections, he writes, Americans are being persecuted for challenging government corruption. The Second Amendment was intended to give the citizenry the means to resist tyrannical government. Yet, while gun ownership has been recognized by the U.S. Supreme Court as an individual citizen right, Americans remain powerless to defend themselves against red flag gun laws, militarized police, SWAT team raids, and government agencies armed to the teeth with military weapons better suited to the battlefield. The Third Amendment prohibits the military from entering any home without the consent of the owner. With the police increasingly trained like the military, acting like the military, and posing as military forces, complete with heavily armed SWAT teams, military weapons, assault vehicles, and so on, it is clear that we now have what the founders feared most, a standing army on American soil. The Fourth Amendment ensures privacy and bodily integrity. Unfortunately, the Fourth Amendment has been all but eviscerated by an unwarranted expansion of government police and surveillance powers. The Fifth Amendment and the Sixth Amendment work in tandem. These amendments supposedly ensure that you are innocent until proven guilty. And government authorities cannot deprive you of your life, your liberty, or your property without the right to an attorney and a fair trial before a civilian judge. However, in the new suspect society in which we live, where surveillance is the norm, these fundamental principles have been upended. Now, certainly, if the government can arbitrarily freeze, seize, or lay claim to your property, money, land, or possessions, under government asset forfeiture schemes, you have no true rights. The Seventh Amendment guarantees citizens the right to a jury trial. Yet, when the populace has no idea of what's in the Constitution, that inevitably translates to an ignorant jury incapable of distinguishing justice and the law from their own preconceived notions and fears. However, as a growing number of citizens are coming to realize, the power of the jury to nullify the government's actions and thereby help balance the scales of justice is not to be underestimated. 
and jury nullification reminds the government that we the people retain the power to ultimately determine what laws are just. The Eighth Amendment is supposed to protect the rights of the accused and forbid the use of cruel and unusual punishment. However, the Supreme Court's determination that what constitutes cruel and unusual should be dependent on the evolving standards of decency that mark the progress of a maturing society. Well, that leaves us with little protection in the face of a society lacking in morals altogether. The Ninth Amendment provides that other rights not enumerated in the Constitution are nonetheless retained by the people. Popular sovereignty, the belief that the power to govern flows upward from the people rather than downward from the rulers, is clearly evident in this amendment, number nine. However, it has since been turned on its head by a centralized federal government that sees itself as supreme and which continues to pass more and more laws that restrict our freedoms under the pretext that it has an important government interest in doing so. As for the Tenth Amendment's reminder that the people in the states retain every authority that is not otherwise mentioned in the Constitution, that assurance of a system of government in which power is divided among local, state, and national entities has long since been rendered moot by the centralized Washington, D.C. power elite, the President, the Congress, and the courts. <clears throat> End of quote. Th those ten paragraphs were just quoted right out of uh, Whitehead's article, Sam. And so now, we, now that we know the dire situation in which we find ourselves, what is the solution? Do we give and up? This is, this is where, uh, you know what, Whitehead is right on the point. He's right about our rights being obliterated. He's right that our rights have been usurped. He's right about all that. The difference is, ladies and gentlemen, and I don't know patriots either ignorantly or intentionally, and I don't know which in whose cases. I believe most of them are ignorant because I believe they really mean well for the country. But whether it's ignorance or intelligence or intentions, I don't know. But the, re the results are the same. Why are we looking at the supreme law of the land, the document, the blueprint for liberty, and all the work the founding fathers set forth? Why are we looking at that as the enemy, saying we've got to go outside it, we've got to do civil war, we've got to you know, do a violent whatever, we've got to overthrow, we've got to secede, we've got to do an Article 5 convention? Why are they going to these radical extreme measures? Understand that the reason we can't write the republic right now is because there's not enough Americans to do so. It was designed to make sure that the few can't overthrow the many. That's by design in our country. So it also stands to reason that the few can't bring us back. Okay? Our republic was designed with checks and balances. And right now there's a 50, you know, in, in, in a summary, there's 50 screaming idiots out there with wrong solutions. There's probably five of us, and I know this isn't factual numbers, but it makes the point. There's probably five of us giving people proper guidance and direction. And the rest are just ignorantly titillated with bread and circus. Now it's getting violent in the country, so people love blood and circus even. Okay, that's the way of the Romans. Okay, look, our founding fathers bled and died for this country. We don't need to look outside of their blueprint for solutions. We need to look within the checks and balances, within the blueprint that the Declaration of Independence gave us. And the Constitution is the method of carrying out those intentions. 
We the people have the authority. Until we claim it as a people, we don't have it. Right? Our founders said you have a republic if you can keep it. Another one said you cannot be ignorant and free. That's what never was and never will be. You've got to understand the blueprint for liberty. And then you've got to have pure application of the principles if you want to be successful. And you can't do it with five people. You don't need a majority, but you need a tireless minority that is like-minded. And the patriots are not like-minded. Some are calling for a con-con. Some are calling for uh, you know a secession. Some are calling for a revolution. Some are calling for, look, we need to provide clarion direction to the people in this country. Folks, look, our rights are being obliterated. There's no question about that. But what do we do about that? Okay, I think we need to use the supreme law of the land, the checks and balances, and we can peacefully restore this country. You know what? If 20 million Americans, that's not even 10%, folks. If 10 million Americans, that's less than 5%, were to call for an end to election fraud, it would end. Okay? But when there's 50 screaming heads and no one cares and Biden locks them up, then what? All right, now Biden, they say, uh, the Biden administration refuses to secure the border. Therefore, they say it's time to bring Martha's or bring the border to Martha's Vineyard. Um, Jordan Shaskell, LewRockwell.com with this piece. So now they're saying, hey, let's just bring the border to Martha's Vineyard. Let's go ahead and bust all these illegals from Texas, from Florida, um, you know, from Arizona uh, to the Northeast, and let's make them feel the pain. Now, see, I appreciate that political move. Because it is somewhat ironic. DeSantis says he's considering more flights of illegal immigrants. But ladies and gentlemen, I think that these governors are derelict in their duty. I don't think they get it. I don't think they understand. Let me prove the point and then get Lowell's comments right after. Because I think this is a wrong-headed solution. I get the irony they're putting in the news. But I think it's a wrong-headed solution to a real a very real problem in this country. Let's talk about it on your radio. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Now, Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Sir Galahad, what seems to be the problem? Well, it's just not working. She's been very unrealistic. Really? Ever since he rescued me from the dragon, we've been drifting apart. 
what? That's not true. We were supposed to live happily ever after. Now, this isn't a fairy tale. <laughs> At first, he was gallant and chivalrous, opening doors for me, holding my chair, taking my arm. All right, I'm not as young as I used to be. He simply isn't the man who swept me off my feet. Well, you're not as young as you used to be. <laughs> Mr. Sir Galahad, maybe if you started by just holding Mrs. Sir Galahad's hand when you're together. Really? Yes, try it. Okay. All right, go on, take your hand. Careful, little oil. Marriage. You're never too far apart when you're still holding hands. From your neighbors, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Now, look into each other's eyes. That's right. Raise your visor. Oh, the blue dude. Yeah. For more tips on strengthening your marriage, visit family.mormon.org. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, I don't follow the left-right paradigm. I don't believe in the red versus the blue lies of the party system. Our founders warned us against parties, ladies and gentlemen, and they even hinted and articulated they would be the destruction of America if we allowed them to persist. But listen, Ron DeSantis says he's that is considering more flights of illegal immigrants. What they're trying to do, ladies and gentlemen, is bring the border to Washington, D.C., Bring the border to Martha's Vineyard. Make the liberals get it by force. Wow, I don't like that force plan. Do you? Sounds like Satan's plan to me. But let me articulate this to you. Let me get this straight. So when Joe Biden allows illegals to cross the border, and then he buses them or flies them to cities in the Republic, in the interior, the conservatives were just all fire crazy. How dare him stop this? We can't have this. So the blue can't ship migrants to the interior of America. But the red sure can, because by golly, isn't that showing them? Isn't that teaching them a lesson? Instead of huh, Joe and the federal government taking the financial responsibility and the obligation to bring them to the interior, by golly, that's horrible if Joe does it. But if Ron does it, <laughs> if the Republican governors do it, Greg Abbott, Ron DeSantis, Ducey, okay, then it's all good. In fact, they deserve it. Here's the bottom line that you guys don't understand. In both cases, the red and blue are really in bed together. They're all part of the deep state, and they want to bring illegals into the country and change the nature of the country. They are doing it, and when the blue does it, the conservatives go, oh, no, that's horrible, and the liberals go, yeah. When the red does it, the liberals go, oh, that's horrible. And the conservatives go, yeah. In both cases, we get illegals in our country, and they vote, and they get on the dole, and they, and they, and they murder, plunder, steal, whatever the case, because they don't believe in our values. We haven't vetted them when they got here. They're bringing sickness, disease. They're turning us into a third-world country. It's not that they're bad people, but they don't have anything to give to the system. You see, and in both cases, red or blue, it's wrong. We need to deport these people. We need to change our immigration laws to where we have a broad door for legitimate legal immigration. And we need to slam the door hard for illegal immigration. But how dare we pick sides and applaud when the red governors do it? And when the blue people do it, we say it's bad and vice versa. Shame on us all. The border, ladies and gentlemen, is a national security issue. It's not a red and blue election football. You got it? There's my case, lol. 
<laughs> I like it, Sam. Uh, I, I, um, I totally agree that uh, these illegals should not be flowing into the country, and uh, Laura Logan interview on Steve Bannon, we'll get to in a moment, dis- discusses that in spades. But, uh, you know, it, I, if, if the illegals are here and, you know, DeSantis is simply doing what uh, Biden administration has been doing, but see, Biden has been busing them and flying them into to places that, uh, you know, basically uh, they, they, where, where they don't have to confront these illegals. And DeSantis simply, you know, flew them into Martha's Vineyard where they, they do have to confront them and given them a dose of their own medicine. In, in a computer industry, we call that eating your own dog food, right? You have to, to run the software that you create. You have to run it yourself so that you feel the pain. If there's bugs in the software, you feel the pain. And so that's what DeSantis is administering to the Biden administration, to the global elitists. I'm, I'm not saying that, uh, that, that, that that's right, but, what I, but, but, I, but, I, but I do think it's pretty funny that he's exposing the hypocrisy of the Biden administration. Now, what I think really ought to happen is that the states should stop the flow of uh, the illegals into our country. You know, the, the, the states did not grant this power to the federal government. They granted naturalization authority, but not immigration authority. I believe the states are derelict in their duty to stop the flow of illegal immigrants into the country because they are not, uh, you know, they're not stepping up. They, they, they just kick it over to the, to the feds and they say, well, the Border Patrol should stop them or, you know, the National Guard should stop them or whatever. But I believe that's a state responsibility, Sam. What do you think? I think it is a state responsibility. I think it's a partnership between the states and the general government. Uh, and I think when you have people who literally let the border leak like a sieve, this is not a matter of whether you like Mexicans or dislike or like, you know, uh, Latin country uh, immigrants or not. This is a national security issue. It's not a red or blue football. And that's why I'm mad at these state governors for doing this. We can applaud them because of the irony and think it's funny. They get what they deserve. Uh, but you know what, folks? It doesn't matter. In both cases, you end up with more and more and more and more illegals in the country you've got five million more than you had before joe took office now how much of that to be blamed on the states how much to that be blamed on the general government how much of that to be blamed on the red versus the blue and partisan politics and passing a political political football i don't know but i'm not about to think that ron DeSantis is a hero for putting illegals in different parts of the country but joe biden's the bad guy for doing the same thing now you could say but wait a minute sam there's a different intention the results are the same, people. Okay? Our elected leaders have no authority to bring illegals into our country and then encourage them to vote, encourage them to get driver's licenses, give them jobs, give them green cards, let them be on the dole for health systems, let them send their kids to school, let them have their babies for free. I don't care whether Ron allowed it or Ducey allowed it or Abbott allowed it or Joe allowed it or whoever, it's wrong, and it needs to stop. And don't act like there's a righteous reason to do it and an evil reason to do it, because none of them have been delegated authority to bring illegals into this country at all. Period. And anybody who constitutionally wants to debate this with me, bring it on, because I'm right. This is not a matter of, we're going to show the other guy. Uh, this is The irony I get is a little bit comical, because now the folks in... 
you know, these rich places are having to respond. I get it. But it doesn't solve any problems. It just plays the blame game. That's all we're doing. Meanwhile, our country's getting fuller and fuller of illegal aliens who are voting, and then they tell you there's no election fraud. Well, as long as we allow this criminal activity to happen, folks, whether it's by illegals crossing the border, whether it's our governments letting them cross the border, or our governments forcing them and launching them into the interior with a slingshot, so to speak, that doesn't change anything except for make the problem worse. So neither are correct on this, neither are standing up for the Constitution, neither are protecting our nation from a national security point of view at all. And that's my contention about this. Now, Laura Logan uh, brings up some valid points. I really think so. And I think these articles are, are, are you know, bringing up the real points for discussion, but I think they're all missing the mark. Here's the headline. Laura Logan, Biden's invasion of the southern border is next step to global government. Okay, why is it Biden's invasion? Because he's not protecting the border? Well, neither is Greg Abbott. Neither is Doug Ducey. Uh, neither is uh, Ron DeSantis. They've got illegals crossing the border, too, and they're not stopping it. See? And so now we're just going to say, who's going to charter the bus? Greg or Biden? Ron, he's going to hire the airplane, not Joe, so it's okay now. I don't get it. Maybe I'm kind of stupid, lol. <laughs> well, we get to the real point of Laura Logan's interview, and she calls it's not just an invasion. It, it is an invasion, yes, as part of a long-term plan and political ideology to obliterate the sovereignty of this nation and change the way the world looks forever. It's not just America's sovereignty that's on the chopping block. It's sovereignty over the world. It's just that this is the place that is the light and the guide for the whole world. And so this is the country that has to fall first in order for the other countries to fall. And end of her quote there. I mean, it's pretty powerful uh, what she's saying there. Uh, it goes back to what we discussed at the outset of our discussion this morning, Sam. They, these leaders know exactly what they're doing because it, it is part of a bigger plan. It, it's the, the bigger plan is to, to, to kill liberty, extinguish individual freedom forever. From this and planet. the Republicans that are is, applauding Ron and all these other governors for doing this, encouraging more of it, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. But it, we know that the feds aren't going to do anything, and, and, and it's not very likely the states are going to do anything unless the people understand that the states are the ones that ought to stop the illegal immigration. We need Arizona to stand up. We need Texas to stand up. And, and we, the people, need to support them in their efforts to stop the, illegal, the, the flow of illegal aliens into, the, into their states. That's what needs to happen. And so what can states do to, 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 to solve the crisis? Well, Laura Logan replied, in, I believe, in a way that would make the Tenth Amendment advocates like me very proud. She said, the states have the power, not just Texas, but they have the power to prevent the federal overflight of federal drones. They can, in other words, the states own the airspace above them, is what she's saying. And, and the states have the power to stop the, the federal overflight, right? They can kick out every federal employee. 
they don't have to be subordinate to these federal agencies who are clearly not doing their job, who are trampling on the rights of American citizens, and so on. She says this. She says, the government is derelict in its duty in, and in identifying true national security threat of opening the border to the most violent criminal organizations in the world, which are the cartels in Mexico, and documenting the, con the concision of those cartels from drug organizations, the multinational drug organizations who are now, their number one product is human beings, right? These people who say they care about slavery apparently don't care that all these people are being trafficked across the border and put into debt slavery, where they own the cartels forever. I mean, where the, the slaves owe the cartels forever because they can't pay their debts, and so they're being trafficked for sex, where the average length of time that a child stays alive after being trafficked for sex is only two years. Two years of being, I'm, I'm still quoting Laura Logan, she, she says, two years of being raped every single day for money until you're dead. And then they're also trafficking people for labor, right? So, end of quote. I, Sam, this is just, this is it, it's evil. It is just sheer evil. And um, and what's anybody doing about it? What's the Biden regime doing? Nothing. What are the states doing about it? Nothing. And and so we have this. Uh, instead, they're going after the uh, the innocents from January 6th. They're going after the whistleblowers like Bradley Manning and Julian Assange. They they are telling us the real threat to America are domestic terrorists who discuss these kinds of topics in the alternative media. Sam, they're saying you're the problem, that I'm the problem. And, and it's just, this is truly an indictment of our leaders who know exactly what they're doing because this is part of a bigger plan, Sam. Ladies and gentlemen, the solution is not partisan either. The solution is look to the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land with its checks and balances. And we can partner and stop illegal immigration at our border. We can open the legal immigration door very wide with appropriate uh, guidelines in, in place that can allow those who truly want to participate in the freest country on the face of the earth to be here. We can do that, folks. But none of these people are actually focusing on the real solutions. It's God, family, and country. It's the checks and balances that made America great can do it again. The blueprint's there. We've just got to follow it. For Lowell Nelson and Sam Bushman, we declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.